This is The Friendship File, where we flip open the blueprints behind some of the world's most important relationships, the ones we have with our friends. Two friends have each been sent the same set of questions. They've recorded their responses on their own and without consulting. Here is the combination of their answers. This time, Sarah and Grace. Hello, my name is Grace. I am Sarah. We were both born and bred in Durban. I am 23. We've known each other since 2011, which was our grade 8 year. Describe the very first moment you remember seeing them. She came to my school halfway through halfway grade eight. Through grade eight, for me, Sarah had been there since grade one. I think I walked into her classroom and saw this new girl sitting on her white blackberry, and I was like, "Oh, she thinks she's cool." The first moment that we met, my Afrikaans teacher placed me next to Sarah. She ended up being in my Afrikaans class, and the teacher made her sit next to me because there was no one next to me, and I was just like, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" She was a bit of a social outcast. And then one of my other friends invited her to sit with us at break because she didn't really have any friends. She wasn't sitting next to anyone in Afrikaans. And then I think I spoke to her and she came off it like a bit of a smart ass because she just read a lot and knew things. No, I didn't like her so much in the beginning. And I didn't really like her. When did that click happen? The moment you thought, yeah. I like you. The click for when Sarah and I first actually became friends, I'm sure Sarah is going to say, was the moment that I noticed a quote from Green Day written on her lunchbox. I remember I had a hard lunchbox, a plastic blue lunchbox. The small cooler boxes, but big for lunchboxes. And at the time, I was really into this band called Green Day. And I'd written out lyrics from one of their songs in permanent marker on this plastic lunchbox. And I was sitting on the lunchbox at break time and Grace looked across at my lunchbox and she goes, oh, that's Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And mentioned that I had that song saved on my phone. And I hadn't written the title there and she somehow just knew what song it was. No one at my school liked Green Day and here was this new girl saying that she knew Green Day lyrics and it was my favorite Green Day song at the time. But for me, it was... The fact that I felt the girls in the school as a bit unwelcoming and Sarah invited me to sit with her group of friends very openly and very friendly and I felt straight away that I'd fit into the group of friends. I walk this empty street on the boulevard of broken dreams where the city sleeps and I'm the What is your thing? The thing you do when you get together? Our favorite thing to do together. When we were younger, our thing was we would normally sleep over at... Sleepovers, usually at my house. Grace's house. Because she had a pool. And make Nutella pancakes. We used to watch movies that were age-restricted 16, even though we weren't 16. Nowadays, because we live in different cities. So she lives in Joburg. She's studying medicine at WITS. We'd be to FaceTime each other usually while I'm cooking dinner and Sarah's doing... Not much. When she comes to Durban, we'll either go to a baby home that her aunt supports and like play with babies together, or we will go to one of our local pubs. To our local hangout, our local bar. <laughs> and uh, have a drink or three. And get drunk enough to have fun. I'm the designated makeup artist. But not drunk enough that anyone would notice. And we consult with each other about what we're going to wear. When we go home to whoever's house we happen to be sleeping at that night. And that's kind of our thing. 
What are your nicknames for each other? I don't know if Sarah and I really have nicknames for each other. We have a lot of nicknames for each other. But we kind of call each other dude, friend, bitch, ho. (laughs) It sounds very weird if we call each other by our actual names. I do know that we used to call each other Donald at a stage because we both liked Nirvana and we found out that Kurt Cobain's middle name was Donald and thought that that was hilarious. So we called each other Donald. It's usually dude. Dude? I think it was just the thing. Back in high school, everyone called each other dude. Um, And the bitch and the hoe, I have no idea. What is their best quality? I think Sarah's best quality is forgiveness. Um... I went through a phase in high school where I decided I wanted to be part of the cool crowd. And um, after that, I decided I still wanted to be Sarah's best friend and she accepted me back, open arms. And her best quality, yes, like this girl just cares so much. So obviously she's going into the medical profession, but aside from caring for the patients that she deals with, she just cares so much for people who are less fortunate so she does a lot of outreach work which I admire the hell out of her for that because it takes an incredibly strong person to be involved in outreach. What is it about them that drives you mad? One thing about Sarah that drives me mad is her incessant need to point out people's flaws and then say she's not judgmental. I'm studying a humanities degree I'm currently doing my honours in history And she's studying medicine, as I've mentioned. And when we have sort of philosophical debates, um, I'll kind of explain, you know, that in the humanities that you can't find a concrete answer. It's not like the sciences. And she can't sort of get her head around it because she's like, oh, no, I can't deal with that. I need an answer. I need an answer. So not that it annoys me, but I'm, yeah, kind of a little bit. What do you think it is about you that drives them mad? I know that it drives Sarah mad when I correct her grammar for no reason. I think we sometimes have quite different opinions about things. I think it drives her mad too that we're not willing to listen to each other's opinion or we'll listen but still want to argue about it. Talk about a time they really came through for you. One time that I know that Sarah really came through for me was a time when I phoned her in the morning before school saying I just had a fight with my mom and please could she come downstairs and walk up with me from the car park so that I didn't have to walk up crying alone. Now, Sarah didn't have to walk up from the same car park as the rest of us because her mum was a teacher at the school, so she parked in the staff parking every day. But Sarah walked down from the top of the school all the way down to the bottom, saw me in tears and just burst out crying too. I'd been in a two and a half year rebound relationship and things weren't going anywhere. I had no future with the guy and she really came through. I still remember it was a Sunday night and she said to me, Sarah, you've got to break up with him. You've got to do it soon because this is going absolutely nowhere. And then that afternoon went to see him and I just said, look, we've got to end this. It was, you know, a relief. And that that really sticks out to me as, as a time that she pulled through to me. Have you ever had a fight? Sarah and I have had many, many a fight, but none that I can remember what they were even about. And I think we mainly resolved it by not speaking about it for a few days and then getting over it. Grace wanted to be friends with the sort of more popular girls at our school. And she felt that I was sort of being controlling and not allowing her to be friends with whoever she wanted to be friends with, uh, which I was. I have to admit that I was. 
I was very jealous. I was very hurt. She kind of sort of ditched me and went to her side and was friends with these girls. But we've worked it all out in the end. Give an example of your shared language, the sort of stuff that only you get. We started saying YOLO. To me, the one is the guy with the slop. When Grace first got her driver's license, she was driving somewhere and a guy was riding a scooter with slops on and one of his slops fell off and he had to stop in traffic, pull off the road to go and get his slop, which at the time I found really hilarious. And Lovell's in a very sarcastic way and ended up totally adopting it into the things that we say to each other. Hawkwood, like spelt W-H-O-R-E and then quid, or we'll say like hawks pretty much every time we speak. What do you envy about them? I really, really envy Sarah's musical abilities. In high school, I envied Grace's ability with maths. She just got it. And with a lot of her subjects, things just made sense to her. When Sarah got into the chamber choir in grade nine, after we decided we'd try out together and I didn't. Now, after leaving school, I realized that where I'm good at one thing, she's not so good at it. And where she's good at something, I'm not so good at it, which is fine. I was really, really, really jealous. My friend has a like a rocking body. That's another thing I can say. What have they done that has surprised you? So Sarah's parents are really, really conservative. One time we were out at a bar and Sarah had been kissing a boy. So she was the top of our grade when we were at school. And I thought that she was only going into medicine because that's what the ducks of every school does. And the rest of us were all ready to go home. Sarah's cousin that was staying over and myself. Sarah wasn't ready to say goodbye to the boy. Then the Uber arrived and Sarah just invited the boy to stay over at her house and I thought that she wouldn't last so I think what surprised me is that she's stuck with medicine now for five and a half years then the next morning when her mom was like why is this boy in our house and she seems to really be rocking it and is really damn good at what she does Sarah says no grace invited him over to stay When are they at their happiest? I would say that Grace is at her happiest when she is in comfortable clothes, no makeup, eating something really good and watching a really shit TV show like The Bachelor. Sarah is at her happiest when she is embarrassing me. Hashtag 21st speech 2018. Thanks, Sarah. If they were a food, what food would they be? This is hard. I'm going to say either a really, like, decent burger or really good pizza curry because she always has something spicy to say or tea because she always spoils the tea or chips because she loves chips or last option coffee because she drinks enough of it that she could probably turn into coffee i don't know i'm gonna say burger i'm gonna say burger is there anything you've always wanted to apologize to them for or to explain but have never got round to it. Although Grace and I have always had our ups and downs, we've always been straight with each other. So at the moment, at least, I can't think of anything that I, you know, have wanted to like apologize for or explain to her. It would probably be the fact that I told everyone at her 21st birthday party about the time that she kissed a girl, except I'm not really sorry for that after all the things that she said at my 21st birthday party. If they suddenly disappeared from this world, what is the one thing that you would lose that you cannot get anywhere else? I go to her for a lot of advice. So not having that 
advice, especially because I'm prone to making bad decisions. And then I'll go and talk to her about it afterwards. Or sometimes I'll message her and say, please stop me from doing X. And then she'll give me a list of reasons why I shouldn't do it. So if she just disappeared, that would be completely gone. The person that I can talk to about absolutely anything and know that she'd always be there to listen no matter what I had to say. Love you, Sarah. Before anyone else heard the answers to the questions, the friends got a chance to listen to each other and to react. Wow, listening to this was such a, an interesting experience to reminisce on all the past times and think about all the things that I've never even thought about after they happened. I think it's quite funny that Grace and I said, you know, neither of us liked each other when we first met. I just knew you would remember that Green Day song. It was so cute. I'm quite surprised that she found me friendly out of everyone else in our grade because I guess a lot of people say that I've got a resting bitch face. And yeah, I agree that a thing that's difficult is that we're not willing to listen to each other when we have arguments. Or not arguments, but differences of opinion, because that's literally all they are. It's something that will never affect us in, in real life. And I'm very touched that she thinks that my best quality is forgiveness, because I think it's, it's something that I hadn't really thought about myself. I didn't really expect you to care about how you did in school at all. I didn't know that was a thing that bothered you. Another thing I didn't realize was that Grace was jealous that I got into chamber choir. But in the end, she got honors for academics and I got half colors for choir. So I guess we're on an equal footing in terms of the awards that we got. I also thought of one more thing I'd like to apologize to Sarah for. It was the time in grade nine physical sciences when we were messing around with silver nitrate and noticed it dyed your skin as soon as you stepped into the sun. I'm also really shook that she told that specific story about the boy, that that was the most surprising moment. I thought it was a deep philosophical question, then she told that story. Obviously, I naturally drew a penis on Sarah's face, just with plain water, but convinced her that it was silver nitrate and she was going to have to walk around with a penis on her face for two weeks. But one question I do want to pose to her is, do I really point out everyone's flaws? Really? Am I that judgmental? Also, I thought it was very funny. I thought we had no nicknames for each other and you came up with many. And I'm also surprised that Grace didn't remember our nicknames. She was very correct in saying that we don't call each other by our first names. Pretty much always just dude. So hearing her say my name at the end, you know, speaking directly to me, I love you, Sarah, uh, was quite strange hearing her say my name. I'm not so much the mushy feelingsy type of friend. I always leave that to Sarah. A lot of people thought that when we left school we wouldn't remain friends because we're on such different life paths and I just think it's really great that we have continued to be friends. I'm always the type of friend that struggles to figure out what to write in a birthday card so looking back on these memories and trying to articulate them was a very interesting and eye-opening experience for me. And that we talk fairly often, check in on each other. Um, and I really appreciate that, even though we're not sort of seeing each other in person very often. I miss you, dude. I hope to see you soon, as soon as this COVID experience is over. Um, so, yeah, I love you too, Grace. And I hope that our friendship continues for all. forever. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this edition of The Friendship File. Search for us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use, and please subscribe, rate, review, and share. 
Visit thefriendshipfile.com to find out more and to see pictures of the friends. And if you'd like to get in touch, especially if you and a friend would like to take part in a future episode, then email hello at thefriendshipfile.com. The music is by James Lancaster, who is one half of Walkring, and you can find them on Spotify or Apple Music. The Friendship File is a podcast production. Till next time, goodbye. Goodbye.